Hallelujah. Praise God. Today I want to talk to you about partnering with God for business exploits. And I want to believe I'm talking to business people here. First of all, I'm going to ask if um, everybody here tithes. Now, God is watching. If you tithe, put your hand up. If you tithe regularly, every income that comes into your hand, let me see. Wave your hands. Let me see. Okay. At least I can see those who have made up their minds to go where nobody has ever gone. Are you aware that Dan Gote tithes? He's a Muslim. He's the richest man in Africa. Sometimes Christians are not smart. That's why Jesus said the children of this world are wiser than the children of the kingdom in their generation. And it's a curse. And I've exempted myself from it. By learning how to use money well. Hallelujah. So if you're going to partner with God for business success, you must be a tither. <laughs> it's a must. We said we're looking at partnering with God. For business exploits. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Who have not been tightened. I will encourage you to start tithing. And um, I've told you that when it comes to tithing, you're partnering with God. And I, I, you cannot have a business that tithes that sinks. You can't. And if you're not a tither, you limit the ideas and innovation that will come to you as a Christian businessman. Hallelujah. I'm a tither. I am. My little boy is a tither. His other sister is a tither. My wife is a tither. Because we know what he does. Amen. So I want us to stand up. And you're going to commit to tithe. Because that's one of the ways if you're going to partner with God for business exploits. Partnering God for business exploits. Is it business exploits I called it? Huh? Okay, please stand up. So we're all going to pray. So you are going to make your words. First of all, I'll lead in a prayer and I'll teach Go ahead, pray. Tell God, get into a, a, a partnership with God that the idea is going to give you, you're going to tithe from it.
make that commitment thank you holy spirit repent for not tithing Lift your hands and say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I realize that tithing is partnering with God. I choose to be a partner with God to experience business exploits. In Jesus' name, Amen. Sit down for a moment. Now let's define our terms. Let's look at the word partner. Can someone tell me who a partner is? Come on now, I'm talking to business folks. We need a microphone. Partner. Yeah, I can see your lips are moving. So you want to say something? <laughs> oh, I know you know. It has to be interactive. So the, the, someone here, partner. With reference to Praise business. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In my own opinion, I think partner is joining hands or joining forces, ideas with another person in order that is coming together to do a particular thing at a particular period of time. Praise Be- the Lord. Beautiful. Praise God. Give him a bigger bless you. <laughs> Who, who's going to say something again? A partner? Let's hear you, sir. A partner. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Partnering means having one mind with another over a particular issue in a very period of time. Amen. Amen. Praise God. A partner, let me write it, is someone with a shared responsibility. A partner is someone with a shared responsibility. in a business venture or enterprise. A partner is someone with a shared responsibility in a business venture or enterprise. So we are saying our theme for today's message is partnering with God. So we are saying that in this context, God is your partner. Notice it says partnering with God. It doesn't say God partnering with you. 
Are we together? So it is evident we are saying that God is the senior partner. Are we together? God is the senior partner. What we're saying is that the ideas, the insight, and the concepts we operate with are going to come from who? God. You see, an idea that comes from God is an inevitable success. An idea that comes from God is an inevitable success. God is not a failure. He has never failed. So, when you get an idea from God, it is a failure-proof idea. An idea from God is a failure-proof idea. It has been said, man's plans have no guarantee of success, but God's plans have no possibility of failure. Man's plans have no guarantee of success, but God's plans have no possibility of failure. Are we together? So we're looking at partnering with God. Write this down. God wants to do business with me and through me. God wants to do business with me and through me. You need to know that. God wants to do business with you and through you. Are we together? I said, are we together? God's ideas are always big ideas. God's ideas are always big ideas. It may start small, but it's always a big idea. Go to Ambercock chapter 2. We said our theme for today is partnering with God for business exploits. Let's define business. First definition. A business is a commercial or industrial enterprise and the people who constitute it. Number two, number two. A business is the activity of providing goods and services involving financial, comma, commercial and industrial aspects. Are you all there? Number three, a business is the principal activity in your life you do to earn money. Number three again, the principal activity in your life you do 
to earn money. Hallelujah. I think those ones are good enough for you. Let me give you this one. A business, that's number four, refers to the volume of commercial activity. Number four, a business refers to the volume of commercial activity. I don't want to be verbose with words. But the word business is from the word busy. B-I-S-I-E. It refers to what you're careful about, what you're concerned about. Amen? So a business can refer to a rightful concern or responsibility. A rightful concern or responsibility. Praise God. Then what is exploit? Exploit can be defined as a remarkable achievement. A remarkable achievement. Or a notable accomplishment. So when we're talking about partnering with God for business exploits, we're talking about a volume of commercial activity that cannot be ignored. Are you out there? The Bible says you are the light of the world. That's what the Bible says. It says you are the light of the world. God thinks big. He looks at a group of people in a tiny piece of land called Israel and said you are the light of the world. He thinks big. Ephesians 3 verse 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now, that is the ability of your partner. So, no matter how, how much dream you have, if it's not from God, it's smaller than what your partner can deliver. Are we together? And when the idea comes from God, it will be best suited to you. In the sense that, despite the fact that in your own physical ability, you might not be able to carry it out, but it will be the best ability that is in sync with your nature, with your temperament, with your personality. Are you following me? You may have an idea and you're pursuing it and find out later that you lost interest in it. Because you were thinking at that moment based on a certain level of emotion. 
For instance, you notice that in your life, your dreams change. How I many of you remember when you were small, you thought of being the president of Nigeria? How I many of you thought of it? Let me see. You thought of being the president of Nigeria when you were little. Did anybody do? Let me see your hand up. Just one person? Wow, so only one person was dreaming big. Okay, all right. All right. But as you grew, your dream changed. See, we cannot guide our lives by those whims and dreams that float through our minds just like that. We have to guide our lives, watch this, by the purpose for which we were born. I've been doing research on the business, on businesses on the internet, and I discovered that most of the thriving businesses were businesses that were done or run based on a God-given vision or the individual believes this was the purpose for which he was born. And now you hear them talk about life mission. These people are not Christians. They're using our language. Because the word mission is from the word mite, which means to send, which has its root in the word missio di, which means ascending of God. See, God brought you into this world to make a remarkable difference in your generation. And for some of you, it's through your business. Are you following me? And you must come to understand that, hey, I was born to make a remarkable difference. Are you following me? None of you here was meant to pass through time without making a remarkable difference. Let's go to Amakok 2. Amakok chapter 2. I want to read verse 2. Let's start from verse 1. It says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. What is a vision? A vision is a revelation of God's plan and purpose for your life. A vision is a revelation of God's plan and purpose for your life. We can define a vision as insight into the reason why you were born. I went to a website that trains people to become business successes and they're doing well in America. And I noticed that the man's driving force, this man training businesses, is to see to it that business people carry out their business in line with their purpose. And there are reports of people there on the website and even videos of people who they were doing well in one job or the other, but they were not fulfilled. 
So they had to align themselves with the purpose for which they were born. I told the story of a man, a very wealthy man, loved by his nation, wealthy, and jumped off. Jumped off from his building, collapsed on the ground and died. Everybody liked him. See? So when you don't know your vision, you will not be fulfilled. You were born to make a remarkable difference. You were born to leave an imprint in time. And when you just live your life and, oh, I'm going to just do this, I'm going to just do that, I'm going to just do this, you're limiting what you could be. He says, now unto him, Ephesians 3.20 again, that is able to do exceeding. The word exceeding, if you check it in the Greek, means to go beyond. It means to go beyond. It means to throw beyond the usual mark. It also means to go beyond all presupposed limits. To go beyond all boundaries. You're going beyond those boundaries and limitations that men have put on you. It says now unto him that is able to do exceeding. Now think of a boy living in Delta State in BDPA and God speaks to me to take his healing power to the nations. At that point, most of the ministries I knew or was associated with didn't have influence far beyond the shores of our nation. So you're telling me to go beyond. And that's how God's dream is. You see, for the believer, affecting and influencing the world is an option and is mandatory. It says you are the light of the world. You cannot afford to think small and walk with God. Uh-uh. He'll blow your mind away. It says take my healing power to the nations. In 1996, Actually, towards the end of that year, the Lord spoke to me. He said, set forth a standard. I said, Lord, I'm a small boy. You got, I started naming all the big men of God I knew. And the Lord said, it's you I want to do it. See, exceeding. All presupposed limits. This how far I can go. This how far I can do. Then he says, abundantly. 
He's talking about a superabundance, an overflow. So when a vision comes from God, huh, it's going to blow off the limits on your thinking. Now, he said, take my healing power to the nations. Nations. If it's an African nations, I can understand. See, abundantly, he has exceeded. Now, abundantly, then he says, above all you can ask or think. Think about it. So no matter the size of the dream you've come up with, I sincerely believe it is less than God's vision for your life. God told a bricklayer in Australia. It gave him a vision to affect the history of the world for the next 300 years. He's the richest man in Australia right now. He got saved when he was about 26. After he was said to be mentally retarded. He learned to read by buying a dictionary. And he had about three dictionaries. One in the bathroom. One in, at one in his house, I think one with him to go everywhere it was going. And he will ask someone, what is this word? And someone said, this word is, let's say, abdicate, for instance. He said, you will have to ask about three persons to make sure the other person didn't lie to him. And right now, he's said to have one of the most phenomenal minds in the world. I said, God's vision will, will blow you away. You take a brick layer, not just a brick layer, a brick layer that is mentally retarded. He was so poor that, from what he said, that to touch the bottom of the barrel, you have to stretch to touch the bottom. His car was held by wires. A dons, a moros. God took him and said, I want you to influence the world. See, he had not gone to school. If he had gone to school, they would have told him that it was impossible, so he would have pulled out of it. But since he didn't go to school, he believed God. And wrote it down on a serial container, just like a conflicts pack. He carries it in his pocket until now. He's about 81 years old now. It's in his pocket. He said he picks up that thing, that piece of, um, piece of paper from that conflicts or whatever, and wrote on it the vision. And God said, I want you to start a business. 
And two, I also want you to experiment how much can be given by one single individual in a lifetime. He's the biggest giver in Christianity. So, no matter the dream you think you have, it is too small. And that's why I want to awaken the dream machine in you. Think about it. Men thought about going to space. Think about it. And they have done it. Now they are experimenting with Mars. I want to awaken, awaken that thing inside of you. That a small boy like Mark Zuckerberg, which I always talk about because it's phenomenal, will start a firm that people in the world are connected with. Facebook. When the Prime Minister of Great Britain came to power, Cameron, the first person he spoke with on the internet was Mark Zuckerberg. Now, he's not born again. I said, God wants to give you an idea to shape the world and to shake the world. I want to awaken inside of you the dream machine. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. In other words, your wildest imagination is too small for the dream God has for you. Then he says, according to the power that worketh in us. See? So it says the ability is available for the impossible. So the dream God is going to give to you will always be impossible. The dream will be impossible without God. It will be impossible without God. Impossible. Impossible. It will be impossible without God. Impossible. Impossible without God. Influence the world for the next 300 years. Then he said something that, that, that stirred me. He said... How come Hitler could have a dream to shape the world for the next 1,000 years? Do you know this world can never forget Hitler? Write the history of the world anyway. You always talk about Hitler. God wants you to shape the world and to what? Shake the world. To mark a point in history. That you lived in partnership with God.
and that carpenter right now has produced videos for the world on how to do business. And now the world tells him, can you imagine the world? And he's saying one of the reasons for his success is because he did not go to university. That he had not been trained to think the world's way. That he has a different kind of mind. Because you that went to school, when God gives you the dream, you say, ah, 300 years. That's why sometimes the best ideas don't come from formal education. Are you aware of that? I believe in formal education as a form of preparation for the big thing that God wants to do with your life. He says, write the vision. He said, I took a cereal container and wrote it down. We have to stop here today. We'll continue next week. And I'll show you how to navigate your way to that seemingly impossible dream. Have you learned anything today? So the matter the kind of dream you're having is too small. It's too small. We're going to learn how to find our way. <laughs> Plan our way. Then before you know it, would have raised a thousand businesses in the next 10 years that are shaping the world and what? Shaking the world. <laughs> have you learned anything today? I said, have you learned anything today? Tell someone we are ready to shake the world. We are ready to shake the world. And we'll shape it. Natural men have defined the way we communicate. Are you aware that most of the inventions of this world come from Jews? They are the natural seed of Abraham. We are the spiritual seed. So world-shaping and world-shaking ideas should be coming from the church. And that's what I want to awaken. Awaken it and there will be such an anointing for creativity. I'm telling you in this series. Such, an, such a grace. You will see differently. I'm telling you. You are about to experience the biggest success you've ever known. Amen.